Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. Wassalatu wassalamu ala sayyidina rasulillah wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa man wala. Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barak alayhi fil awwalin wa fil akhirin wa fil mal'il a'la ya rabbal alameen. MashaAllah. Welcome back to the hikam of Imam Ibn Allah. We said the word hikam is the plural for hikmah. Right? So the wisdoms of Imam Ibn Allah, which really bring into concert three things faith practice and spirituality encapsulated in the statement la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah people make a mistake and they think that this book stick strictly deals with like ihsan right excellence worshiping allah as though you can see him like that's the goal of the book but you can't worship allah as though you see him without following the proper fiqh the proper sunnah and we're not going to follow the proper sunnah unless we believe. So you see how all three of those work. For those of you who are not Swiss subscribers, you can enroll in this class and all of my other classes at suhaibweb.com slash s-w-i-s-s suhaibweb.com slash s-w-i-s-s Do that. Help me out. We're trying to build something special for the ummah and we really appreciate the support we've gotten so far. Now let's start with the six hikam, and let's remind ourselves that the first 25 hikam are meant to address the subtle relationship between us and the reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's a constant battle because the dunya around us, we find comfort in it, we find support in it. And at times, that may distort where we should really attach ourselves. And look in the Quran, it's really cool. You know, in Arabic, I can say, you know, tawakkaltu ala Allah, like I trusted in God. But when I say it that way, it means, I trusted in God, but I may be relying or trusting in other things. The Quran inverts it and puts the verb after the article of preposition and the prepositional phrase to show that exclusively I trust in Allah. So, قُلْ هُوَ الرَّحْمَنُ وَآمَنَّا بِهِ وَعَلَيْهِ تَوَكَّلْنَا Not, وَتَوَكَّلْنَا عَلَيْهِ Which means, say, He is the most merciful upon Him only. Upon Him only I trust. Upon Him only we trust. That takes us now to the sixth hikam, and this is a tough one. Have you ever gotten frustrated when your dua wasn't answered? Have you ever gotten frustrated when you felt like, man, I've been making dua for this for so long, but it hasn't been answered, and I'm just going to stop making dua, or I'm just going to give up? Imam Ibn Ta'ala Skandari says, لا يكون تأخر أمر العطاء ما في الدعاء موجب ليأسك. He says, لا يكون, لا يكون تأخر أمد العطاء مع إلحاح في الدعاء موجب ليأسك. He says, do not allow a delayed gift, the عطاء. And here the gift is the answer to what you've been asking for, right? The response of the dua. So do not allow a delay in that to be... Ma'a ilhahi fi dua ilhahi means that dawam al mudawama. So that means don't allow the delayed response coupled with consistent dua mujibali sik to be a cause of your despair. Like don't let that rock your trust in God. It could be a despair in the answer, it could be despair in Allah's Rahmah, it could be a despair in faith in general. لا يكون تأخر أمد العطاء ما إلحاحي في دعائي موجب ليأسك موجب ليأسك Why? 
And in here we're going to read the explanation of Shaykh Al-Sharnubi, uh, Al-Maliki, Al-Azhari. He said, very beautifully, he says, لا يكون تأخر وقت العطاء المطلوب مع الحاح Do not allow the delay, the time delay, right, to your dua that you've been asking for. So his explanation is, don't allow this to cause you despair of the answer. Because the answer may come in different ways, right? We're asking Al-Alim who has infinite knowledge. So the way he answers what we're asking may not necessarily be what we want, but Wallahu ya'lamu wa antum la ta'lamun. Surah Al-Baqarah verse 216 really is the high maqam of the person who's making dua and that is they reach a state where they understand Allah knows and I don't know so they surrender themselves to him so he says very beautifully because the, the hikam continues and it says because God has promised you he will answer you he's guaranteed is the better word the answer. So, لا يكون تأخر أمد العطاء مع الحاح في الدعاء موجب ليأسك فإنه ضمن لك الإجابة. So, don't allow the delayed response with your consistent dua to cause you to despair of the answer because God has promised, Allah has guaranteed that He will answer you. The Quran says in Surah Ghafir, uh, chapter 40, verse 60. وَقَالَ رَبُّكُمْ مُدْعُونِي أَسْتَجِبْ لَكُمْ your Lord, your Lord says, call me, I will respond to you. Call me, I will, respond to, I will answer you. So my Lord says, call on me and I will respond to you. Very, very beautiful. Some ulama like Imam Siyuti, rahimahullah, said this is from the khasais of this ummah. Like we're the only ummah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guaranteed to answer our du'as in different ways that we may not understand, of course. Then he says, فَهُوَ الضَّمِنَ لَكَ الْإِجَابَةِ فِي مَا يَخْتَارُهُ لَكِ In a way which he chose for you. لَا فِي مَا تَخْتَارُهُ لِنَفْسِكِ Not in the way you chose for yourself. So there's, the, there's that difficulty, right? فَهُوَ الضَّمِنَ لَكَ الْإِجَابَةِ فِي مَا يَخْتَارُهُ لَكِ لَا فِي مَا تَخْتَارُهُ لِنَفْسِكِ and in a time he's appointed, not in the time you've appointed. So let me, let me read the whole hikam in Arabic and then translate it and then we'll continue to break it down. And then we're going to move to the seventh hikam because they're both in correlation with one another. Insha'Allah. He says, فَهُوَ الضَّامِنَ لَكَ الْإِجَابَةَ فِي مَا يَخْتَارُهُ لَكَ لَا فِي, فلا في مَا تَخْتَارُهُ لِنَفْسِكَ وَفِي الْوَقْتِ الَّذِي يُرِيدُ لَا فِي الْوَقْتِ الَّذِي تُرِيدُ So it means don't allow the delayed response coupled with your consistent supplications to be a cause of your despair from the answer because God has guaranteed the answer for you in a way which He chose, not in the way which you choose and in a time which He chose, not in a time which you chose. Allahu Akbar. That's a tough one, man. That's a tough one. So the Shaykh, he says, Allah has guaranteed you the answer. In the Quran, And here is this battle between God's will, God's command, 
and our choice. Because as we'll talk about in theology, God's command and God's will can be contradictory. For example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded all people to believe, but his will was that Abu Jahl was a kafir and that Abu Bakr was a believer. So his will is contradictory to the command. That's the battle of life, man. If everything around us aligned with the commands of God in the Quran and in the statements of the Prophet wasallam, there will be no test. And now you can understand the verse, do people think they say they will believe and they won't be tested? When are we tested? We're tested when we have the commands of God and the reality of the world around us as we see it is in contradiction to that command and we choose the command over the, what we see around us. That's belief in the unseen. I believe in the unseen who commanded me to do this even though what I see around me is in opposition to that. So everybody's drinking, everybody's smoking weed, everyone's got, you know what I'm saying, illicit relationships happening, everyone's cheating, everyone's lying, everyone's backbiting, and that's all around me. I'm like, you know what, just let me give in to that. Then now I have become a Muslim of this. Whereas the Muslim to Allah, that's what it means, the one who has submitted has refused to submit to that, what they see as a temporal reality, al-hawadith and found themselves in submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the crux of Islam by the way. Unfortunately we don't teach this. We're going to teach this in our third book on theology, the four components of this. But the reason I say that is sometimes we're making dua, we're making dua, we're making dua, we're making dua, we're making dua. It's not being answered. So then I start to allow the absence of the answer to sway me more than the command in the 40th chapter of the Qur'an, verse 60, that says, keep making dua. Keep making dua. It's heavy because there may come a time where I, I realize, well, I've been making dua for this so long. If I stop making dua, that's okay, but I don't stop making dua because I'm like, God didn't answer me. No, I say, you know what? He answered me in a different way. I trust that there's a different answer happening. So. As Tolkien says in The Lord of the Rings, all who wonder aren't lost. You know what I mean? So I'm wondering, but I'm not necessarily lost because I'm making the dua. So in the face of what I see is the absence of the answer that I want, I couple that with, well, the command is to make dua, and the command is that God knows more than I know. So I don't submit to that and become down and give up. I realize that Allah's wisdom is there and that His power and authority is there and that I submit to that, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. Then he says, You know, God has answered you in a way that He chose, not in the way that you wanted Him to answer. Because Allah, Shaykh, He says, Allah knows what's better for you than you know what's good for yourself. How many times we have wanted to do something and it didn't work out, and we're like, oh my God, I'm so glad that didn't work out. That would have been a recipe for absolute catastrophe. So he says, فَإِنَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَمْ أَعْلَمُ بِمَا يُصْلِحُ لَكْ مِنْكَ Allah knows more about what's in your best interest than you and I know about ourselves. Allah says, نُقْرَانُهُ أَقْرَبُ إِلَيْكُمْ مِنْ حَبَلِ الْوَرِيدِ Allah is closer to you than your own jugular vein, right? Surah Al-Mulk, 
doesn't Allah rhetorically know more than His creation knows about themselves? And He is the kind, the all-aware, subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَرُبَّمَا طَلَبْتَ شَيْئًا كَانَ الْأُولَى And He said, maybe, طَلَبْتَ شَيْءٍ دَعَوْتَ اللَّهَ لِشَيْءٍ you, you supplicated, you requested something from God. But it's better, the priority is that He kept it from you. Because we know Allah is Al Mu'ti and Al Mani', the one who gives and the one who holds back. Like, subhanAllah, you got to have both names. So He says, perhaps you, you may do offer something, but in your best interest, Allah kept it from you. Listen to what He says here. Ya Allah, this is beautiful. SubhanAllah, you should memorize this. He says, That at that moment, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keeping that from you because it's not good for you is the essence of giving and generosity. Allahu Akbar. You know, the essence of giving is that He kept from you what you wanted because He knows what you don't know and He knows that that is not good for you. And then He says, you know, later on, Imam Ibn Al-Ta'Allah, the writer of Al-Hikam, he's going to say something very similar. Listen to this man, this is incredible. Perhaps Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala kept something from you, but in reality gave something to you. One of my teachers used to say, Fi man'ihi You know, in Allah keeping something from you is the answer. Like, Adamul ijaba, ijaba. The absence of the answer that you want is the answer. It's not easy, man. So he says, Rubbama mana'aka fa'ataq, rubbama ataka fa'mana'ak. Even later on in the hikam, we're going we're gonna to encounter this hikam in our, in our travels later on. He says that perhaps he kept something from you, but in reality he gave something to you. And maybe he gave something to you, but by doing so he kept something from you. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he said the proof of this is the verse of the Quran, Surah Al-Baqarah, verse 216, where Allah says, وَعَسَىٰ أَن تَكْرَهُ شَيْئًا وَهُوَ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ وَعَسَىٰ أَن تُحِبُّ شَيْئًا وَهُوَ شَرٌ لَكُمْ وَاللَّهُ يَعْلَمُ وَأَنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ And perhaps you hate something and it's good for you. And you love something and it's bad for you. Allah knows and you don't know. وَلِذَا قَالَ بَعْدَ الْعَارِفِينَ and he said, because of that, some of the people who, you know, they have this foundational religious knowledge of God, and then they have experiences in life that enhance and amplify and animate those experiences and stay rooted in the Sharia. They used to say, Ya Allah. He said, they used to say that being kept from what you want in reality is the essence of being given something. Subhanallah. So he said, He said, so you should understand that he promised to answer you in a time which he chose, not in a time which you've chosen. So therefore, So be consistent in your resilience. Resilient to what? 
resilience that when the world around me contradicts the command of God, I'm resilient and I stay with his command. I don't succumb to the tides of the world. God's not answering you. God hates you. You're such a bad person. You did this. You did this. Kalam kathir. La kun ma Allah. Be with Allah. Allah says in the Quran, Fafiru ila Allah. Flee to Allah. Fafiru ila awamirillah. Flee to the commands of God. So today, I explain something that's going to come later on in our class on theology, where you know the command and the will, and they can be contradictory, and you have to choose. That is the essence of ihsan. That is the essence of living as though I see God, because I'm blind to the lies of the world, and I am a witness to the promises of Allah. So the world is telling you you're insignificant, your du'as aren't accepted. The promise of God is telling you your du'as are accepted, but perhaps in ways you didn't understand or can't understand, or in times and places that you can't comprehend. But trust Allah, this is tawakkul. Now you can see how all this plays out beautifully with la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. MashaAllah, what a beautiful book, MashaAllah. So he says, فَإِنَّ الصَّبْرَ وَعَدَمُ الْإِسْتِعْجَالِ أُولَى بِالْعَبِيدِ And he said to be patient, and I like the word resilience instead of patience for sabr, to be resilient and not be in haste is the first and foremost quality that the devotees of Allah should achieve, they should achieve. Then he says something really cool, he says, أَلَا تَرَى أَنَّ مُوسَى كَانَ يَدْعُوا عَلَى فِرْعَوْنَ وَقَوْمِهِ وَهَارُونُ يُؤَمِّنْ عَلَى قَوْلِهِ رَبَّنَا أَطْمِسْ he said, haven't you noticed in the Quran, in Surah uh, Yunus, the 10th chapter, Yunus, uh, verse number 88. He said, did you, did you ever think about how Musa, he made dua against Fir'aun and against his people? Because it's permissible to make dua against people. In, as it's permissible to make dua for any people. Al-Bukhari has a chapter, the, the, two chapters together. The first is making dua against the people who are harming you in your deen, and then making dua for the people who are disbelievers but are not harming you in your deen, right? So there's this balance. So Musa alayhi salam kana yad'u ala fir'auna wa qawmihi wa harunu yu'aminu ala qawri wa rabbana tamis ala amwalihim. You know, pay attention in the 88th verse of Surah Yunus, Sayyidina Musa made dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take away and reduce and destroy the wealth of Fir'aun. Right, and he, he made this dua. And it is found written, of course, we know in Kitab al Maknun, Lawh al Mahfuz. And he said, and after 40 years, the dua was answered. So the dua of Fir'aun, uh, the dua, excuse me, of Musa against Fir'aun took 40 years, but did Musa give up? Did Musa, because we need to be careful that we don't uh, project selfishness and narcissism in our supplications. We don't read our value in the answer or the absence of an answer. The fact that you raised your hands, man, the fact that we lift our hands and got to say, Ya Allah, Ya Rahman, Oh Allah, Kafabihi Sharafan is an honor, man. SubhanAllah, so after 40 years, 
قد أجيب الدعوتكما فاستقيما ولا تتبعاني سبيل الذين لا يعلمون سبيل الذين لا يعلمون After 40 years the Quran says the 89th verse you know I have answered your supplications stay upright and do not follow the way of evil doers There's a hadith of Sayyidina Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam mentioned by Imam Al-Bayhaqi in Shu'ab Al-Iman that he reported that the Prophet said in Allah yuhibbu al-mulhin fi dua Allah loves the people who are consistent in dua and there's another this hadith is so beautiful mashallah mashallah mission that the Prophet is reported to have said, Inna al-abda salihah idha da'a Allah ta'ala qala jibreelu ya rabbi abduka fulan aqdi hajatahu fayaqulu du'u abdi fa'inni uhibbu an asma'a sawtah that uh, a righteous person will be making dua, making dua and Jibreel will say, Oh Allah, your devotee, answer his or her dua. And Allah will say, leave that person because I love to hear their voice. Subhanallah, subhanallah, subhanallah. So the Shaykh, he says, Fakum. So therefore stay upright and consistent. Bima amarakallahu bihi min dua Be consistent in what Allah commanded you, which is to make dua. Wasallim lahu maradahu farubbama ajabaka wadkhara laka badala matlubika ma tanaru bihi al-husna wa He said, so stay upright. Stay consistent with what God commanded you, the dua, right? The dua and submit yourself to his, his will and his plans because subhanallah, he's going to answer you and he perhaps has stored for you an answer which is better and more than what you expected. Inshallah, next time we're going to continue with the explanation actually of the eighth hikam barakallahu feekum wa jazakam allahu khayran wa assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.